Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Where are you based? Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, and welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, of course, for making your way here and, and checking out the episode and the series. Uh, I do hope you'll get so inspired to hit that subscribe button. Uh, I put out three new interviews every single week, a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover the new ones at Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. You can grab us at NPR, WFBK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Uh, recent episodes have included actress Elizabeth Perkins as we talk about the uh, second seasons of both uh, Minx and The After Party. Uh, actress Ellie Kemper came on. You know her from uh, Aaron on The Office or the unbreakable uh, Kimmy Schmidt. We had Dylan Arnold on to uh, discuss uh, his role in the new movie Oppenheimer. He played Frank Oppenheimer. Uh, Keanu Reeves dropped in uh, with his band Dog Star. So we got to talk about their reunion after being apart for 20 years. We have musicians Bruno Major, Janelle Monet, Greta Van Fleet, Pearl Jam, Lucinda Williams, Ian Hunter from Mata Hoople. Those are just recent episodes that you can find at the Kyle Meredith with podcast when you subscribe. That's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest is actress-musician Emily Kinney. Uh, she's back to talk about her new record, Swim Team, and we'll hear how Cursive's Tim Kasher gave her the encouragement to keep pursuing music, uh, reconnecting with the music of uh, Rilo Kylie and Counting Crows that she had listened to, you know, back in uh, back in like her college era. Uh, why she wrote a song called Avett Brothers, uh, as well as the participation trophy she gave an X through the lyrics of B or C for Effort. Emily's also going to talk about her acting influences, uh, well, how her acting influences her songwriting, uh, with a reference to The Walking Dead and a song The Last Chance, uh, and keeping up with the show she's been on, including that long-running zombie show and Masters of Sex. It's all that and more as we talk about Swim Team. It's Kyle Meredith with Emily Kenny. Hello. It's great to have you on here. And let me throw out those compliments. What a fun, uh, fun musically and lyrically fun, even though it's, you know, it's there's some painful moments, I think, happening in your life. But the record came out on the, uh, uh, yeah, on the really fun side with this one. It's uh, I've enjoyed listening to it so much. 
Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I feel like um, sometimes painful things, I find ways to sort of tell the truth, but also make them kind of funny in a way, you know, so you can, you're like, should I be laughing at this song? Or should I be like, feel bad, you know? <laughs> and especially so, when you're on this side, when you're, you're like, ooh, how do you ask about that? You know, it's like, uh, you know, we're meeting for the first time here. And, and I'm sure you do this with everybody. But that and, and for any artist, I mean, that's a part of it, right? It's like, yeah, like, here's my life. Yeah, I mean, I obviously like that's one of the things I, I like about it is getting a chance to sort of, um, you know, in real life, you don't always get a chance to say your point of view, or maybe it's not appropriate, or like, you know, all the different things that we are in a moment, you know, you can be that in a song and turn it into something and do the extreme of that feeling or, you know, you, you can use it for something. And so I, I quite like getting a chance to just be like, uninterrupted and tell, you know, my side of the story, or at least how it felt, you know, being, um, being on, on my side. What's well, interesting, you know, backing up just a little bit, and if I read this right, hearing you talk about before you went into this record, like there was a point where you thought your last record, your, your the previous record might've been your last record. Yeah. Yeah. I've done this before. And now I'm sort of like, oh, probably just going to keep writing songs. Like I thought after Oh Jonathan, I was like, mm, I'm done. But then, um, yeah, the last record I felt was, I just was really, really proud of the supporting character. I felt like, um, I had become much more connected to a more spiritual side of myself. I felt like all the songs were just so well crafted. I made them in my house with my friend Ben. I just, I felt so proud of the record. And when I had written that record, I was like, this will be my last, you know, this will be the perfect album, the last one. I don't know if anyone will hear it, you know, whatever, but like, this will be, this will be it. And then I had started my, my own podcast called My Caffeine Withdrawal. Here's to that, by the way. That's uh, right here. Yeah. Oh, you've got your coffee? Yeah, I'm doing iced tea today, which is so different, but I made a big batch. Um, so Tim from the band Cursive was on and I was interviewing him. And um, when we were, he was kind of packing up. I was like, yeah, you know, I think I'm just like done with writing songs for a little while. I'm just gonna like focus on my acting. I, I'm such a music fan. I'll just keep doing this podcast, you know? And then he was just like, no, no, you can't. You can't stop. And it just, that night actually, I was like, you know, let me just sit down and see what I come up with. His song too, that he sang on the podcast was one he was just working on. So just even like seeing his notebook with all of his notes, I was like, it feels good, you know, that feels natural to me. So that night I actually um, went through my journal and I had, I'm always keeping little notes and little stanzas of poems. And um, for the last song I just released, BRC for Effort was the song I ended up working on that night. And um, line, I don't wanna be his teacher, but if love is a class, he's the one who can't focus sitting in the back. We let him out into the world despite the skills that he lacks that little stanza I had written in my notebook and I was like, I'm just going to work on this and then wrote the song BRC for effort, sent it to my friend Ben. And then that kind of led to um, this whole album. So this whole album I do sort of see as like, it's a very specific period of time. Um, yeah. I see it as sort of just like this breakup album, lots of like reflection yeah. It's interesting, though, that, you know, there was even a moment where you thought, well, that maybe that that is the final statement. It, and what does that mean? Like how you've considered this part of your career 
that you know that there that there is something that you were doing that could have an end i think that's what i find really fascinating about it you know and then i mean was that what it was and then suddenly there's a turnaround like it doesn't have to end yeah you know i think um even in my early 20s i remember saying to a friend like someday i want to make an album you know i think it felt a little like this creative project that I will see through to the end and it will be this thing I make. Well, now here I am, this is my fifth album. So I think in my mind, I do sort of stay in the moment and sort of think like, this is the thing. This is all, this is the beginning and the end, this thing that I'm making. And then of course, you know, it's done. And then I, I can move on or, you know, I almost immediately come up with what the next thing is. Like I already, I love swim team and, I'm so excited to share it. Like you said, I feel like it's a really fun record despite being a breakup record. Um, but like, I'm already writing for the next album, have a concept for it, you know? So um, sometimes I think I can't see past what I'm making, but as soon as I like finish up a certain part of it, I can move on to the next, you know? Yeah, that's... Uh... I mean, there's probably a lot of strengths into doing that too, without, you know, no thinking that, you know, this is like, I think there's a, yeah, strength, I, I think is what I'm getting at right there too. Oh, yeah. Thanks. I, well, I think too, with supporting character, I sort of felt like this is my last, I think just to the, the thing of like the music business side of it, I sort of felt like, oh, this will be like my big push, you know, will be supporting character. Then of course the pandemic happened and that's when I put it out. <laughs> But I think now I'm in a really fun place where, like I said, I don't see Swim Team as my last record. So it's a little like, this is the thing I want to make. Like, I don't feel as precious about it. I feel a little like I can be kind of, you know, on the record, there's definitely like some pettiness, some low blows. And I sort of feel like since it's not a statement of my whole being, like I felt like supporting character was, I get to do that. So now lately since I've just sort of turned over like yeah I'll probably just do this for as long as I think of things there's less I'm less precious and it's um all become a lot more fun I feel and we'll be right back right up to this shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples uh, I, I live in Kentucky in the Midwest and allergies yeah I suffer when I say I suffer from allergies I suffer from allergies and around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice. It affects my mood. It affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. 
with all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Emily Kinney. You know, getting into these songs, hearing not just where you were in your life, talking about it being a bit of a post-breakup album, you know, but even some of the inspiration. You know, I, I loved hearing you talking about you know, thinking, listening to Rilo Kiley mm-hmm. and the music that you were listening to back in college, which, I mean, that's that's the thing we all do. That's, that's where, like, I also help program a radio station here in Louisville with WFPK. And when I think about you know, the music that connects with people, I think, what was the music they were listening to between like 16 and 23? Yeah. Like, and that becomes the thing. I mean, is is that where you see your, you, you saw yourself kind of, you know, grabbing back to a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I can think of like different periods of my life. I'm sure you can too, of like, where it's like, oh, that music is like this era of life, or oh, I was like dating this person during that album, you know, <laughs> or I was, you know, or like this was my group of friends, or or whatever. But um, something about the pandemic led me back to just yeah. Well, there were a couple records. Uh, Rilo Kylie, I was listening to that Waxahachie record that had just come out. Um, that one a lot. I was listening to this band called the wild reeds they're so great they're so great and yeah and sort of like counting crows like some alternative rock interesting thing like i i just found myself like visiting stuff i mean waxahachie was new um wild reeds was fairly new but yeah so like i do feel like but I, because we had that pandemic i think i was getting into the records in a different way than i had in a few years um and getting into them in that same way you do, like you said, when you're like a teenager or in college where like you just get into the album from beginning to end and you sort of like know it inside and out in a different way. And I don't think I had been listening to songs or records that way in a minute. And then like during the pandemic, there was all that time, right? And I was single living by myself. So I would just be like, Tonight, I'm going to, I kind of got sick of watching TV, you know, I'd be like, I'm going to listen to this whole album and like, make myself a little whiskey ginger ale and just like sit here on my couch, you know. That was, uh, I I similarly put the parameter on myself that if I own an album, like if I own a physical piece of it, CD, vinyl, cassette, like whatever it is, I'm not allowed to listen to it on streaming. Like, 
I have to go and I have to grab it and I have to put it in. If I want that Bowie record that I've got to put it in, you know, yeah. Counting Crows, I did a lot of the same. I mean, that is, that is one of my most important bands of my teenage years right there. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was listening to a lot of Counting Crows during the pandemic. I don't know why. <laughs> They're comforting. Yeah. I, I, like I found it comforting again, you know, and, and I did my years without them. And then suddenly they, they were one of the ones I agree. I came back to something about it. Yeah. So, I don't know what that is, but, but I do love how that comes out in the music and and you mentioned you know the new single b or c for effort which by the way the title in itself could win you awards i think and so <laughs> it's such creative <laughs> wordplay uh i don't I hope you don't mind just the, the the easy question here but what's the story behind that song beyond writing it the day that you had tim on yeah i mean when that, that stanza in my notebook was from a real experience the whole album does is a breakup album i was really reflecting back on my last relationship. And I think the idea of, you know, giving a grade, I, I sort of felt like, um, I want to say this the right way. I sort of felt like it was like a participation trophy, like the B or C for effort. Like, yes, you were there, but what did you really accomplish? <laughs> like, what did you, you know? Sort of and and also this person represented that a little like the you know the deeper you get into a relationship you really get to know their um all their the things about them and I really was seeing you know in the second half of the relationship really six months in I started to see a certain kind of um babying you know that happened all around this person and so I think the B or C for effort was sort of like a nod to to like, he gave it a good try. Like the relationship itself was like failed, <laughs> but like B or C for effort. But like, you know, the opening line is like, you sent flowers two days too late. Like you sent like, and now I have another mess to clean up. So like not even really getting that part right, you know? And he sent, I remember, um, I mean, it's a real story. He sent flowers after I broke up with him. And it sort of feels like too late, <laughs> you know? Week before would have been better. Well, even though, you know, even like, I think that's the thing for most songwriters, right? It's it's that moment of inspiration, knowing when to grab a hold of, yeah. you know, that phrase, because it comes down to, for you know, it's all about the phrase, right? It's like, that's mm -hmm. something, that's a song, that's a song, you know, are are you that kind of artist? Like, do you, do you hear it in the wind or wherever and you just draw, you know, because you have some of those, it's like, they'll shut down a conversation with a friend, like, wait a second, I got to write this down. I got to put it in my phone, whatever it is. Um, sometimes, I mean, so, I think it's less of like, I won't stop life to do it, but I'll take a hold of it. Like, like the song False Start actually on this record as well. I was sort of doing some online dating and the guy that I was talking to on Skype or whatever, or uh, Zoom or whatever it was, was like, um, you know, he was describing a relationship um, he was like, oh, you know, I had one long relationship and a couple false starts. And that I was like, what an interesting thing to describe a relationship as a false start. And like, damn, I don't want to be a false start. Like, I, <laughs> and I was I was a swimmer when I was a kid. And I like false start immediately makes me think of swimming, which I mean, swim team is the name of the album. Um, but so I do that where like, if someone says something really interesting, like, oh, that's a interesting way to describe that my brain just kind of like files it away I will also just kind of like I keep a notes app obviously with like 
well, I guess it's not, but like, you know, and I have a journal and sometimes I'm just coming up with little phrases that I think for whatever reason are like important to me or, you know, hit hard somehow. But a lot of times the songs that are most important to me, it's like I have the phrase in my head and the phrase kind of keeps bouncing around and bouncing around until finally I sit down to sort of like fill out the rest of the song, you know? Um, so almost like the thesis of a paper and that's my thesis. And then that might be the chorus. It might just be one line in the song, but like, I know that it's like, I shape the song around that sort of. Fill around it. Well, really, I, I love your lyrics. Uh, you know, I, I love how they go on here and, and trying to find those little breadcrumbs and, and sort of imagining where they come from. Um, you've got a song right called Avert Brothers on here. Yeah. Which, you know, I know you premiered on your Instagram sometime back. Oh, but yeah. But that's like, I thought, I thought, well, that's interesting. You know, you know, I was trying to think of it from the Avert Brothers point of view, because it's not a song about the Avert Brothers. It's, a, it's another sort of breakup song, as I understand it. But but I thought, you know, if you're the Avert Brothers, you're like, oh, wow, somebody named a song about me. And then you hear it and you go, oh, ouch, that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope they listen to it and I hope they like it because it's like, it is it is a sad song. However, you know, there is like a, there is a feeling of like, well, here's the way that we did work and that was music. You know, here's one, one place where we crossed over. Like maybe everything else has got to go in the trash. But like, you do have great taste in music and bands, t-shirts, you know? Sure. The t-shirts. I thought this, the t-shirt is almost sort of maybe in an opposite way, like uh, the uh, the Taylor Swift red scarf that everyone. Oh, yeah. About. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, I've still got your, yeah. Um, I think the t-shirt thing too is like, there was always a little bit of like an ongoing joke between me and a few of my friends about like t-shirts and sunglasses, you know, being a thing that you like steal from your from your significant other or someone you hook up with or something and like yeah so I think it's a little bit of like a a nod to that as well I had exes who their exes their ex had, had left shirts that I thought were great and so I inherited those shirts yep <laughs> luckily they were never weird about that like oh I'm just gonna wear your your ex-boyfriend's shirt that's great that's that's a beastie boy shirt that's mine now and so yeah yeah, no, there's something about a cool t-shirt that just, you know, I'm to like put aside, you know. And we'll be right back, right after this. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Emily Kenny. Probably an uh, obvious little transition here, but you also have a song called Everything on TV. Yeah. But just judging that for the title, and, you know, as anyone who doesn't know, that's the other side of your career. You have the musician and, and you're the acting. Does this, is this about the intersection of the two somehow? No, I mean, again, it is a little bit of like a uh, phrase that I put in my head. Um, I mean, the story of that song is, again, like I was dating someone. They came over to my house. We were, we made dinner. This was like one of those like pandemics. It was like, we had hung out a few times, but we made dinner. And then we were going to watch something on TV. And I said, I have everything. <laughs> And he like laughed and was like, you just said you have everything. Everything. <laughs> I meant like on TV, like I have everything. I have Hulu. I have, you know, I have Paramount Plus. I've got your Netflix. <laughs> like, like at this point I had everything. 
I was like, you're right. That is kind of funny for someone to sit down and be like, I have everything. But then that became, I think it was even the next day, week, I was like, yeah, I have everything on TV. Like I don't need to, I don't need anyone's company. <laughs> so the, that's the story behind that one. That like, you just need a few streaming services. It just made me think about what Springsteen had a song that came out in the 80s called 57 Channels and Nothing's On because that's what we had at the time. Right. And now you literally, I, we have the same thing. I, I think I have every major streaming thing, which means, and if it's not there, you can probably rent it you know, through Prime or something. You're like, you really can. You have everything. Everything that's on there. Who needs anybody anymore? And no one goes outside ever again. <laughs> For you, you know, there's always the question about the intersection, though, and how you, and the balancing of the two. But I would have to think, though, when you decide, like, you can write music at any point. You can write music while you're between scenes if you want to when you're acting. Like, I, I sort of know, you know, we have that time. Yeah. But do you have to put that side on hold when it's time to make a record is is that is there complete separation ever in moments like that it's really hard to predict and plan i've 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 had times when it's worked out real perfectly where it's like oh i just finished up a show and then that's the exact time that i'm gonna like you know i have a bunch of songs ready to like kind of produce out a little bit or um but they're always overlapping i mean they are such different businesses. So in that way, the scheduling gets complicated. But when it comes to artistic scheduling, like writing, there's no problem. Because when I don't feel like I have much to reflect on in my own life, or I don't have anything to say, I mean, then maybe I get a job magically acting. And now I'm in a new city, new people. And, um, new stories to tell, you know? So, so if you listen to like my whole, you know, catalog of music, I, I reference things like Atlanta where I shot The Walking Dead. I reference like Greenpoint, you know, in New York. I reference New York a lot because I lived there for nine, 10 years. But I think on my last record, I referenced Vancouver because I was there shooting like Arrow or something, you know? Um, so it's great. And also you start to, the character, of course. Like I always feel like, the parts I get are, well, it hasn't been till recently, but I realized that a lot of times the parts I get teach me certain lessons. And so even like the characters sorting out what they're going through, like can become a song. So there's just like, they really feed each other. Also like, you know, the most frustrating thing about being an actor is waiting for a job, right? Waiting for an audition. Well, if I don't feel creatively fulfilled, I have this great outlet and I can even perform a show when I want. So I think that that is a really good thing to have as an actor, like where you don't feel so dependent on someone picking you. So creatively, I feel like they just really feed each other. And then also like, you know, my acting has reached such an amazing audience and so those, that audience then checks out my music sometimes where I don't know how, you know, if you're just an artist starting at, with no fans at zero, you're playing shows and um, yeah, I just get like this wider net of like people who get exposed. It seems like it'd be really enticing as a songwriter to, to write from the point of view of a character. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think I'd want to do that, you know, like, because it's like you're saying, you spend so much time 
in that mindset like do yeah. you like writing about things you've learned about you know from the characters one thing but do you find yourself ever going okay this song is going to be from their point of view at all I don't know if it's so much from their point of view I do feel like most of my music that I put out for me is like my point of view but sometimes I feel like the world that I've been living in for the last month ends up seeping in there's a song about there's a song called last chance on this is war and that one I talk about like like this is our last like it's basically like saying like if the world was over like we would be each other's like last chance and I talk about like people in the street and it's sort of like zombies you know <laughs> like like and walking you know like I was living in that world so that's sort of the those sort of references were so close to me so when I'm like coming up with the next phrase you know these sort of apocalyptic images were easy for me to reference do you do you find especially being part of uh shows like the walking dead like arrow you know these shows that continue do you find you, you keep up with them at all or when the job's done are you checked out it really depends i am also a fan of like like um i did the show masters of sex and i was such a fan of the show as well so like even once my character left i continued to watch till the very end and then um and then like Walking Dead, I took a break for a few years. And then I really got into season 10 and 11. I just felt like season 11 was really good. And I just got, you know, like, so then I could like be a fan again, you know? Yeah, it's got to be a thing because so much about like, like, you know, you know how the sausage is made. Like I've seen movies made, you know, and it's like, like my son, even right now, he's 15. He's interning on a, a film that's being shot too. And, and I've started noticing he's picking up on that stuff. We were watching a movie the other day and he goes, those scenes were shot two weeks apart, probably. I'm like, oh, there it is. Like, now you know. Yeah. Like, I like it's really interesting that you can, that anybody, I guess, but that you can still get into the seasons even knowing exactly, you know, what it's like when the cameras are off. Yeah, and it's it's that interesting thing, too, of, like, I feel like sometimes I see outside the camera, like, the rest of the room. Like, I'll start to, like, picture, because I've been in those similar setups, it's like, oh, I see where the person, the gaffer is like holding this thing and I see where the light got and I see the sound. Like I sort of see more than what they're showing you, which is interesting. And it's kind of annoying now too. I see the cuts so much more because like as an actor, you notice now when they cut away from you or cut to show the other person's reaction. And so like the choices the editors make in TV and film, like, will bother like I'm more um I'm more affected by the choices the editor made where maybe I'm just like caught up in the story I know I'm going like we didn't see the the girl's reaction like you cut away from, or you cut really far right when they were crying like they must have worked really <laughs> I mean that's got to say something about the story though that you can even still get into anything like that you know like it, at least the story is there to pull you in yeah yeah for sure um but yeah I mean I love movies and tv and so i mean of I course you do you have everything that's everything, I have everything. So, yeah so i um yeah i can still definitely like get lost in it i love seeing what you do on screen i especially love hearing what you do on record and this new one swim team is so good and i swear brc forever it's one of my favorite songs of the year already uh i have just played it and played it and played it since they've sent it over so congratulations on this i'm so happy that you've decided to continue to be a musician <laughs> Yes, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on the show. My thanks to Emily. The new album is called Swim Team, 
And thanks to you for checking out the uh, the interview, the episode. Please do hit that subscribe button. Again, you do that, I'll give you three brand new interviews every single week. New and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep you up to date on your favorite artists. And discover the new ones at Spotify and uh, iTunes at nprwfpk.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from, you can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And after that, head over to wfpk.org. So I do a show Monday through Friday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. You get classic tracks. You get the best in new music. We got lots of music news, uh, anniversary spins. We'll do bonus interviews. A recent episode of my show included the music of New Order and The Cure and Joe Jackson and Cat Stevens, Nat King Cole, Bruce Springsteen, Chris Stapleton, Tom Waits, Satellite and the Harpoonist, uh, R.E.M., Desiree, Arlo Parks, Eddie Vedder, Talking Heads, Morrissey, The Breeders, Moby, Supreme Beings of Leisure, Hosier, and it had my interview with uh, country artist Carly Pierce. That's just an example of what you get every weeknight at 6 p.m. at wfpk.org. Consequence has your music and film news. Of course, you can also find me on the uh, the old social media spots. Uh, that's Threads, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all four of them. The address is the same, at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith, and I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Bye, Kyle. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.